Welcome to the Dave and Steve Show with Tracy. I am Steve and sleeping snugly in Stockholm, Sweden is Dave, who decided not to join us because he thought that his his rest was far more important. And maybe it is. But the person really doubt that five o'clock in the morning, I personally me five o'clock every morning, I wake up and I feel ready to podcast. And I'm disappointed that we're not podcasting. Exactly. Yes, and I so could, I could do that I had, too. And I know you are the same way. You, we had so many questions for him. Yeah, yeah, lot, a, a lot of, a lot of Swedish-based questions, like what's the candy like? Uh, how, how many stop? I mean, what, what shape is their stop signs? Is it, is it is octagonal? there a women's national soccer team really all that it's cracked up to be? Exactly. Uh, has he had sex with a garbage can? That I mean, I want to know. These are the things that our listeners want to know. Uh, joining me, um, obviously, as you have heard, is is Tracy from Parts Unknown. Hey. Yes, from Parts Unknown. And uh, so, I mean, most. Of, let's be fair. All of our questions had to do with time travel. So Dave's nine hours ahead of us, right? And so we were peppering him. Really, uh, I don't know, uh, harassing him with questions that he, his phone's is buzzing or he's just turned it off because right. we're asking him about things that would occur tomorrow since he's already in tomorrow. Exactly. I, I want to know what, I want to know what the lottery numbers are. I want to know the, you know, the outcomes of sporting events that take place. He's in the future. He owes that to us. Why haven't we thought of this before? I just, uh, I asked really more practical questions, but, uh, the, uh, um, no, I guess I didn't actually. Um, but, uh, but, uh, as I kind of look, look over the questions I asked him, but, uh, no. So, and then, uh, we, we sat, uh, we, we, we had to think about this for a little while. We usually record about 20 minutes earlier than we do right now, but we're trying to, we were trying to sort out the time travel thing. And we do, I think we collectively decided that's not how time travel works. Right. As right. if anyone can really know, but I mean, we're, we're pretty sure that isn't it. Somebody knows somewhere. Um, I know that in the Harry Potter books, in Mm -hmm. the third book, they do a little time travel. That whole thing's about time travel. And then you know what, Tracy? Mm -hmm. All the rest of the books, they don't mention that ever. Like they fix some stuff with time travel in the third book. But the rest of the books, they don't fix shit. They don't even mention it. They don't. It never comes up again. It it's like the uh, 13th floor in a hotel, basically just never had, just doesn't exist. Right. Right. Yeah. Dumbledore gets what he needs done. Um, Harry thinks he sees his dad, but it turns out to be him. Spoiler alert. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it just doesn't work, but I always feel like time travel is kind of like spackle for a story. You're like, Ooh, that's. That's not good. We need to just put a little time travel on that. Yeah, we're going to need to then, spin that with some time travel. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, our, I think our show tonight is going to have a lot of time travel in it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe so. Uh, we haven't mapped this out because uh, the person we were going to talk to about um, a foreign country isn't here tonight. You know, I was thinking about this, though, because we don't we, we used to we used to. Uh, do a live stream of this show years ago okay on occasion we would do a live stream or the midweek show would have a live stream of it and that was always like 
you know, when you do it live, you know, it's live. Right. But our podcasts are very much out of order. Like we, the way that the listeners hear them is not how we do them. Right. So that it is time travel in many ways. It, I mean, in, in no ways, actually, but we're, we're not going to, we're not going to nitpick this to death, but yeah, yeah, all right, fine. Yeah. but sure. Sure. Um, okay. Um, so we have a, we have an incredible show for you tonight. And I tell you that, um, with only faith, because I, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Uh, I know Tracy always brings the goods and you know what? Mm -hmm. I, I was listening to the last show, Tracy, and you, mm -hmm. um, you are like an unsung hero of good throwaway jokes. Like <laughs> I hear great throwaway jokes that nobody reacts to and they're good. Cause I react to them. Like when we hear the show, when I listen back to the show, I, I hear what you said when I apparently during the show, I'm not listening to you in the slightest and Dave isn't either. Um, well, it, it's, it's quite funny because when, if I, if I listen to an episode after we've recorded it, I would be like, Oh, I never really heard you say that. <laughs> so I, I wonder how much we, we do listen to it. Yeah. But so, yeah, there are some, uh, there are some reactionary one-liner throw-ins that throwaway throw-ins that, uh, that I've done for years. And they're, uh, they're good. Like they're really, I'm I not, I do not want the tone of surprise. Um, right. I, I want the tone to urge people to really listen to <laughs> those, not li like they aren't. I'm assuming that they're, everybody's like me and they just aren't listening to you, which is such a, <laughs> such a terrible thing. To, it really sounded bad coming out of my mouth at that moment. But, um, you, when I, when I hear the joke, I'm like, that was, that was really funny. I wish I would have, I wish I would have reacted to that or played off of it or grabbed it. But apparently Dave and I would be really, really terrible improv cast members to be with you. You'd be, you'd be the cast member saying, all right, um, I brought a goat to this party. What are you guys going to do? We're going to be over here playing football. Um, that's, that's all right. I'll just sit over here in the corner with my goat. Thank you. Little you throwaway know, uh, jokes. <laughs> you know, I, I realized just something. If, if the segment drunk Dave and Steve with Tracy tells us anything is that we are just a half speed faster than just drunk people because, Oh yeah, that that's what it, we're just getting through it faster. We're yeah, that's right. People. We are not, we are, we are not making any more sense than the standard, uh, Three dudes, um, you know, crying over their gin and tonic down at the bar. <laughs> so funny. We're just all, getting there a little quicker. That's all it. the stammering, all the like, oh, yeah, stopping in the middle of a sentence to say something else. Like, it, all that is happening exactly it's just real time, faster speed. And everybody thinks, like, wow, these guys are pro. No, they're no. just getting through it faster. That's all they are. They're, hey. <laughs> Yeah, I. You know so, what I told them? I told them to suck it, <laughs> and then and it's that's. Yeah. You know, so what this is so there. This is a a study then in the fact that really quick thinking and good pace can cover up sort of like <laughs> alcoholism. <fog in> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. So yeah, exactly. So you can just go if you have decent pace and you can go ahead and you can say anything and sound confident, brilliant, even. Uh, and then maybe is I don't know if it's the recipient, if it's like, oh, they they're not they're not catching up on it fast enough. And so that they're they're listening slower than you're speaking. Um, or if it's just the fact that uh there's some kind of uh you know psychological thing that occurs when someone's speaking with decent pace, but you slow it down to the point where I think you're really kind of capturing like every syllable, right? Like every little piece of the thought as it's being formulated. And then you're like, this is nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. What, what we're, what we're feeding you is just, uh, is just cocaine nonsense. (laughs) What it is. It's just, just, just a little, just a little booger sugar nonsense so so what did you do this week uh this week the first week of summer um i you know what i got out uh, i got out the air conditioners today because it's going to be warmer than 72 degrees (laughs) for the first time because i'm calling 2022 the year of three marches yes that's what i i have dubbed the I've dubbed the year, the year of three marches. I don't even know what the rest of the year is going to look like, but I can tell you that it was three March. It had three marches in it. Yeah. It was a baton death March. for it, sure. It was just, and now I, I, I looked down at my phone and it said like 80 some degrees and I'm clutching my pearls thinking, what am I going to do? You know, I'm not ready. We did not transition to us all the time. And it's amazing when you have, through, I mean, if you're a, if you're good at journaling and most people are not, um, they, you, you would know this, but, um, social media gives us the opportunity to go back and look at some of our posts this time of year, uh, in the past. And then you look back and you say, wow, uh, eight years ago, seven years ago and 12 years ago, the weather was really bad. It was cold and rainy. Yeah. And so there, there is this, this idea that, June is always like really amazing, but very often it's not. And, um, <clears throat> but the thing it's, it's funny about summer here is that the 80 and 90 degree weather just jumps on us like overnight. Right. Like we, yeah. we go from sweaters to tank tops yeah. in about 10 minutes. And then, and then sometimes it's sweaters to tank tops back to sweaters in the evening because it chills out. But uh, it's not, it's not horrible, but it's not, I mean. I just thought of something. Yeah. This genius idea. Lay it on me. Okay. Sweater tank tops. Yes. Okay. Yes. So like kind of an acrylic, kind of a, um, kind of like, like that, uh, what is that? That goat hair that they make, uh, um. Alpaca. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. An alpaca, (laughs) an alpaca swool sweater tank top that isn't that a, like a that's just a thinner sweater vest right okay yeah okay so they, they yeah make, but don't they already but have those. but again it's all it's all marketing but so that, that's, but you want yeah. one that that is like alpaca but also says no fear across the front of it right yes and, yeah and it, has has, to, it has to be properly branded yeah splatter painted with with glow in the dark pink paint pink puff paint Pink puff paint. Um, that's, I think that's, 
I think that's going to happen. My my son experimented with this last year. He got he had a, a bunch of sweatshirts and he was wearing some of them, but he was like, I, I, I like wearing these sweatshirts with the hood, but my arms are too hot. So he cut off the arms okay. and then he showed it to me. He's like, hey, I think these are going to really take off. And I said, I don't think so. Um, they they aren't. Um, I, I thought they were ridiculous. But you know what? He's worn them a couple of times um, and he seems to like them. So good for him. Um, I'm probably not going to partake. But uh, so does he? Oh, does he go? Oh, um, oh my gosh! Something is happening. Something is happening. We have um, a silhouette of somebody who would like to keep his. Yes, Dave. Dave is joining us from Stockholm. Hi, everyone. And and it's turning out exactly everybody. like I Sorry thought about it my was. My laptop uh, microphone. You're gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, that's fine. All right. In and out. So we uh, we asked you a lot of questions. This is all I have, but I am. I literally woke up five minutes ago, you guys. I, I'm not even kidding. So I don't doubt it. I'm turning my camera. So yeah, waking up. It's amazing. So that early, the the internet's not. It's almost as good as what your um, internet at home using a uh, wave broadband. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, we, we posed a lot of questions to Dave about the future, as we told our listening audience, and that uh, he was unavailable to uh, to to answer them. Well, well, Dave, um, I, I don't know if you're still with us, but uh, tell us what the candy's like there. Uh, now, see that now it's going to get lame because now the uh, internet connection is so terrible. I don't know if this is actually going. Now, is it because the internet connection is bad, or is it not translating to English? Oh, that could be yeah, it. right. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I, hoping this is this, it, but it's not much better. That's all right. This is going to sound great on Drunk Dave and Steve. So uh, now, are you anywhere near the Spider Island place? Yeah, I know. See, this is terrible. Is the speed of light working? Will Will I wake up tomorrow this with op optimism? <laughs> here's Here's what I'm going to do. Let me try and call you guys back this time from the phone. I'm going to try a different connection now. We're going to see how this goes. All right. Okay. All That's right. Fine. Well, we'll be back. So Dave's going to pop off. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going to edit some of that stuff out so you won't have to hear it. Um, but uh, that was very exciting to see. That was great that he just uh, he popped in. Yeah. Just yeah. Like just this. out of the blue. I don't even know what we were talking about. I'm sure. So you were you got the air conditioners out and uh, <laughs> and so but I had a question. Does does your son when he cuts the arms off these sweatshirts with hoodies? Does he go bare armed or does he like bare armed? Go like really? Yeah. Okay. Now I imagine he would he would wear like a long sleeve t shirt or something like that, which I I think they don't get enough play. Long sleeve t-shirts don't get enough respect or love. I, but he's not doing that. Um, I absolutely love uh, long sleeves because about seven months, eight months out of the year, they're just necessary. So, um, and, and then I'll just wear something over the top of that. 
Plus, you know, my arms are kind of ugly. You've know, you've said that for years. Yeah. My arms are not attractive. They're yeah, well, and not only that, your left arm is far more attractive than your right arm and your left arm is really ugly. Yeah, um, that's just... that's kind of what I was just kind of saying. So, yeah, I just uh, I have a lot of people, you know, they don't they don't they're not self-conscious about their arms, but what was it that girl in high school told you when you asked her to prom? Um, well, are you going to bring those arms? Yeah. And then I was like, I, I don't have to, if you don't want to. Right. Um, and then she, then she went out with Robbie instead. <laughs> so, so I stayed home with my arms. I'm sorry about that, man. That's all right. Robbie. She, 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 I, my mom told me that I was too good for oh. her. Anyway. Hey, look at that. He looks a lot clearer. Yeah, there yeah, he is. Let's we'll see if this is any better. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, oh, it's much better. Like hey. million bucks. Nice. And I'm going to be wandering now because now I can walk around. So now you guys are going to both get sick watching me wander around in my hotel room in my underpants. Cool. Show us what the uh, bathroom looks like. I thought you were going to say show me your underpants. No, no. Uh, no. Show us what the underpants look well, like. I mean, are they Swedish underpants? Yeah, no, these are these are the underpants that I that my mom packed for me. Okay, so you're not like the Foo Fighters, and you just you get new underpants wherever you go. No, I didn't know that was a thing, but no, I'm not like the Foo Fighters in many ways. <clears throat> that, that's in their that's in their rider. Where whenever they show up, they have to have uh, fresh underpants, and they, and they so just don't take any with them. It's beautiful here in Stockholm. It's uh, I would say about eighty-five degrees, eighty eighty-five degrees, sure. sunny, and it because it's summertime here. Uh, you go to bed in the light, and you wake up in the light. Uh, it's even if you get up at like two in the morning, you can still clearly see the horizon line, even though the sun's not actually blazing up in the sky. It's still bright. So uh, it's been a relatively fine trip. It's uh, the the one. The one weird thing that happened is my boss and I stopped to get just a pizza because, you know, that's what you eat in Sweden. You get yeah, a lot mm -hmm. of pizza. Swedish pizza. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so we stopped at a, a little pizza joint that had uh, tables out on the on the street. And we were just it was just him and I and we were just eating pizza. And and uh, a woman came up uh, at, at first because you you're, I'm from the States. So I just naturally assume this is somebody who's down on their luck, possibly homeless. Uh, but she walked right up to us and said, hello. And so we said, hello. And then her next uh, question was, uh, she said, those are beautiful chairs. Where did you get them? And she was talking about the restaurant's wicker chairs that we were sitting in. Mm -hmm. uh, and we explained that we were just at the restaurant and they weren't our chairs. We were very, she seemed very kind. And so we were, we were trying to be as polite as we could. Um, but she took the kindness. It was sort of a trap, like a glue trap. Uh, she took, the kindness to be to mean that we wanted to talk and so oh, she weaponized we, she yeah, weaponized her yeah. kindness that's not, that's not fair so, so the, did, did you almost say mama mia no okay She's that would have been big, really appropriate big grandma mia uh, so then she went into uh, a long story about how she plays guitar uh, 15 days or 15 days 15 hours every day every mm -hmm. day she sings until her voice gives out. She's an amazing entertainer. But then immediately jumped from that story to the fact that uh, all of her teeth have fallen out okay. uh, due to a gum disease that she had. Oh. And now she's going to get a surgery where they poke new teeth back up in each of the holes. Right. Okay. Which I don't, I, I don't know if that's a thing, but that sounds pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a thing. thing. Yeah, they, they, have, okay. they have posts and stuff. It's very uh, painful and takes a long time. Okay. Well, she's got that. She also 
Uh, here's a shocker. Big fan of Bailey's, the oh, alcohol. She, okay. She, okay. Loves, she loves Bailey's. Sure. Uh, she she drinks it morning, noon, and night. But well, I while she's playing this, guitar, I would imagine. I, I will say this. While she was talking to us, didn't seem to be drunk at all. Okay. Like yeah. no, no slurred speech, no nothing. But did you check her fingers for calluses? You got 15 hours of guitar playing i know right i actually right? i didn't i didn't ask but tracy it's funny you say that because once she told us that i did start trying to look at her fingers like as she was talking yeah. i was trying to kind of glance around at her fingers to see because there are guitar player fingers for sure so uh but no we had, had a great conversation and then at the end uh she asked if we would mind if she went inside the restaurant to ask them if they knew where they got the chairs or how much they might cost did you mind? And we 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 did not mind. We just okay. we just wanted to be, okay. we just wanted to eat our goddamn pizza, Steve. That's what we wanted to do. <laughs> Isn't that weird? What what do you do when somebody asks you for permission to do something that you have no permission, yeah. you have no ability or authority to give? Yeah, like, exactly. I give yeah, it. I mean, so, I give I give you, the I give the authority. Yeah, the tendency is to say, you know what? I'd rather you didn't. We're enjoying this pizza. We'd rather yeah. we'd rather you <laughs> yeah. didn't. Yeah. And, and because we were talking like, not that I would expect it and not, she was harmless. And again, I, I would say bordering on charming, like we, it, it wasn't a bad experience for us, but if it had been, the problem was that we were engaged so warmly with her right. that like multiple servers walked by. Nobody said anything because they just thought, Hey, here's some old friends that are talking to an old friend that they have. So there was no way to break it. And it was a good 15 to 20 minutes of her telling us her life story at that point. Right. Uh, we, we found out that she has a boyfriend. Oh. Uh, and, and she does, in fact, sleep with a boyfriend. Because uh, okay. she let us know that. Okay. She wanted to make sure that we knew she slept with. It wasn't just, you know, they didn't just hold hands. This is they, not platonic. They, we're yeah, we're yeah. doing it. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they yeah. could have a shortage of bedroom furniture. Yeah. This is a thing. Yeah. Europe yeah. Is, has small bedrooms. It's, I mean, it's well known. So it's not like, I think we think in America that every place is like America, and we do, don't realize that <laughs> they don't have a lot of beds <laughs> in, in most of the <laughs> northern Europe. Now I just picture her like kicking in the door to their tiny apartment and setting down one of the wicker chairs and saying, "I found something new for you to do me on. Get the Baileys. <laughs> Get the Baileys. I'm gonna play the guitar." <laughs> Is she in a, like a Swedish metal band? Start the yeah, metronome. Right? Start the metronome, yeah. Ollie. We're making this. We're making this work. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that was that was it. But uh, no, Sweden's going great, and uh, I'm not. I'm not going to keep you guys too long. But I did at least want to pop in and say hi. And then next week I'll try to. Here, here the way that it worked is this. So every. Jet lag affects me, and, and it affects everybody I, in a relatively similar way. But for me, the first few days are almost identical. I wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning, wide awake, uh, because my clock is all screwed up. And then I can't get back to sleep, and then it takes me about an hour to, and an ambient, to fall back asleep. But I fall back asleep, and then I usually wake up without fail around 4 or 4.30. And I, I, this, is, this is day 1, 2, 3, even maybe 4 and 5. And so today, just so happens that I slept until 5.30 oh. instead of 5. Well, that's okay. uh, so I actually got a little extra sleep, which is great. But at the same time, 
I slept past the day, the time that I said to you guys that I would be up for the show. So next Friday, I will actually go out of my way to set an alarm. Uh, at that point, I'll be in Warsaw, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know if the alarms are any different in Warsaw. I'm not sure how I mean, they work. In, uh, but... Western Sweden. Right. Yeah, that's exactly where that is. So I'll have mm-hmm. to figure that out. But otherwise, uh, next week, I will try to be on time. But I just wanted to pop in and say, hey, how's it going? Is the show going well? Yeah, sure is. It feels okay, like and- it feels like the boss shows up um, when he's supposed to be on vacation, like like it's <laughs> like it's Wednesday and the boss comes in. Hey, I'm just picking some stuff up. How's everything going? And, yeah. and, and you were like ready for the boss to be gone all week. Yeah, it's, it feels a little yeah. bit like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last thing, if you guys haven't broached the subject, I did want to just say, Steve, I reached out to you via text, but I did just want to say I hope you had an amazingly happy birthday. Uh, Steve had a big birthday this past week. He's tur- yeah. He turned 60. Uh, and so I just wanted to say, Steve, I hope it was a good one. Yeah, it was It was really good. Boy, you didn't just go a few hours in time. You went You went until I was 60. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> is, is that what you normally do when you screw with somebody about their birthday? You just you just add a few hours onto their, their actual age? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 47 and 15 hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm 48. I'm, I'm, I'm really old. I'm really old. You're, you're almost 50. Almost. I'm still in my mid forties until, right. Until 49. Then I'm in my so, late forties. Um, I remember turning 50. It was, it was beautiful. <clears throat> that was eight years ago. Yeah, I don't remember actually. <laughs> Let's have you draw For a the- clock. I'm For anyone listening, I am the youngin of the bunch. Yeah. I'm the, I am the, I am the the short tooth. I don't know. I don't. The I don't know how you tooth. Yeah, because I'm not long enough. Uh, so greenhorn, yeah. maybe yeah, green greenhorn. Green uh, I've got green teeth. Yeah, there you go. That's fine. Yeah. I think we nailed it. All right, gentlemen, I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, <laughs> thanks for letting me stop in and screw with the show. So all it's right. uh, it's almost six in the morning, Dave. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna go swimming? Is there a con- gonna, uh, continental I'm, breakfast? I got a I got a date with a lady. She's bringing Bailey's. Oh, okay. So right, to, gonna, right to the room. You so. gonna teach her how to play that poison guitar solo? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, All right, fellas, take care. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show with Tracy. Bye, Dave. Dun, dun, da, da, dun. Oh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was okay. a, that was amazing. I just. I feel like, you know, he was he was inspecting my work, um, which, frankly, I don't know this. I, I think we should probably take a break. Does that sound that sound yeah, good to you? All right. Let, let's good. take a break. We're going to come back with uh, some headlines and Tracy's Minute. Um, we'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show with Tracy. Hi, I'm John Totello. You may know me from my incredibly popular line of dog crap shaped cupcakes called Defecakes. As I was relaxing at my bar, eating one of my poop shaped pastries, I got to thinking about how sore my butthole was sitting on my bar stool. With chocolate on my fingers and a half piece of poop cake hanging out of my mouth, I should have been over the moon. And yet, I was miserable. And that's when it hit me a revolution in the bar stool lifestyle. I licked my chocolate covered fingers clean and got to work. The results speak for themselves in something I call John Tortello's stool softeners. Pads that fit over your existing bar stools to pamper your ass 
and put a spring in your step. Brilliant, ain't it? And regardless of how large or hard your stool is, we've got a stool softener for you. Well, my name isn't John Tortello. These babies are in limited supply and will sell out fast. So come on down to John Tortello's Stool Softener store on the south end of West Maple in the North Haven Shopping Complex near the East Bay Hardware Store. Your ass will sure be glad you made the trip. If you got hard stool and your butthole's sore, then listen closely and I'll tell you some more. Just grab your hat and jacket and head on down because John Tortellos are soft and brown. Do you ever lose focus? Do you ever get started on a major project and you lose steam well before you're even done? Even the pressure of people waiting on you to complete the project doesn't weigh on your heart because you've already checked out. People will stand and watch you in amazement. They'll be wondering why you're so far off track, but it doesn't matter. You're in a new zone and now you're fully engaged in a completely separate and new activity. Now everyone wants to be mad at you, but they can't. You see, it's because they're jealous that you can so seamlessly jump to something else so easily. Hey everybody, the drums can wait while you watch this shooting star. This has been Tracy's You'll Wait for Steve and Like It Minute. Shining star for you to see what your life can truly be. Oh, I, see, I need to do Shining Star now. Um, as a, as a oh yes, you do. That would be, that would be fantastic. I, it's funny because the after the show um, last week, and, and if you uh, if you just listen to that minute and you're not not sure what it's about, as always, go back and listen to the last show because there was a story about um, Steve uh, picked up a new project in the middle of something else he was doing, <laughs> exactly. much to uh, Dave's amazement, <clears throat> and uh, so. Uh, and then uh, that song, uh, uh, "Blood, Sweat, and Tears," uh, was it was an integral part of it. But uh, so I was like, I got to go back and hear that song. Like I had to go hear that song. You mentioned it, so I had to go hear it. Yeah, it's it's a great song. It's oh, nice yeah. and it's nice and short. It's really easy. I, my favorite part is at the end of it. And this is how I, I explain to people what it's like to have um, ADHD. Um, and it's the end of that song has and it, it plays back it plays kind of in a in a round over the top right. of itself and they all kind of play it over the top of itself again and again and it just kind of becomes super chaotic imagine that in my brain most of the time so if you're talking to me that's what's there, there's a little of that going on in the background so much so in, in that i took that time yeah, yeah in right. six eight time sure and, and, you know, the, the most confusing of times, um, that's, that's not, that's no, uh, seven, seven, 13 is pretty terrible. Um, but, uh, I actually took that part of that song and I made it a ringtone of mine. So when, <laughs> when, pe- when, pe- when people call me that, that bit goes off and I'm like, why is my brain sounding in my pants? And then I have to answer my pants. Um, it's usually, it's usually blood, sweat, and tears, the end of spinning wheel. So, wow, that's interesting. And it's a, I was reminded by the fact that, and probably the radio cut does not 
show this, but the album cut, that song kind of ends very like chaotically. Like they're mm-hmm. talking in the studio and, and joking. It, it sounds like they're just, they're wrapping up a podcast. Yeah. It, right. I mean, the last thing that the, one of them says to the others is eh, that wasn't too good. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all laugh. Yeah, they're wrapping up this podcast. And that's the right. end. Yeah. Um, so that, that was kind of fun, but I, I like, I like singing that tune. I have a, I like karaoke. I like to karaoke. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, I have a list in because you always get there and you're like, oh, what should I sing? And then you blank on every song you've ever wanted to try to sing. I have a list in my phone of songs that I'm like, I want to try singing that. That's Um, smart. And, and I have it. I'm like, I'm going to go through. And then I get, I get there and I look through that list and I'm like, no, 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 not doing that. No. So, I mean, like, like a lot of our audience, I, and I, it's, this is what's weird is that I have performed on stage. I have played on stage, but like karaoke, I don't know that I can do. Yeah. I I, I don't know that I can do. I've never done it. And, uh, and I think if you said, okay, karaoke or skydiving, pick one, I'm leaning towards skydiving. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm probably going to karaoke. Um, I mean, so tell me like, what, like, what am I, what am I not seeing? And I, and I, and I say, I think most people haven't done it, but then I'll, I'll be in a group of people and I'll say, you know, who's, who's done karaoke before. And almost everyone has either. That's like the biggest lie in the world. And the people are saying they have when they haven't, but I haven't, I, I've never even been tempted to, you know, I, as a drummer, I, I never thought I could really sing. And I, so I started practicing and working on it and singing back up. And then, then I started singing lead and I, I found, I really liked it. And I also found that there's some songs that I really want to sing, but they're very difficult to sing while I'm playing drums. So I don't sing them, but I want to sing them. And karaoke is like the perfect way to make that happen. So, um, I'll do it and I, and I'll, and I'll enjoy it. I, I don't do it very often. I don't seek out karaoke bars and go, but if it, if it's going to happen and it's there, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to get up there and sing a little, and it's going to be, and it's going to be fun. I don't know because I, I, I don't know if, if it's like objectionably good or bad. Um, I know I do it and it's fun. Um, nobody's holding their ears, but, uh, Nobody's, um, you know, running up to uh, sign me to a Capitol Records contract either. So I remember years ago, um, Christina Aguilera went to a karaoke bar and requested one of her own songs and sang it and uh, and blew the place up because (laughs) just in the same way during the segment where where you and I were talking about We were, you were talking to listening to John Tortello and you were like, I think I could do an impression of him. <laughs> and, exactly. And we're, and we're like, so that the, 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 it was just like that. People were there watching her sing and listening and thinking she could do John Tortello. Yeah. Yeah. She, <clears throat> she would be a, she would be a convincing John Tortello for either Defa cakes or stool softeners. So she, we should get her in the, we should get her in the, studio and i don't know why we haven't yet i'll i'll get her on on the list it'll go next to my uh karaoke songs i won't sing on karaoke list on my phone uh, okay <laughs> okay 
Um, I am going to. Uh, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to put a. I'm going to put a pin in that. I thought it was funny that you uh, that you did your minute on the on the. As soon as I heard the the opening to that, I, I got a kick out of it. What Dave didn't mention was in the middle of it, in the middle of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, uh, spinning wheel. There's a trumpet solo, and for the trumpet solo, I did the trumpet solo, but I whistled it. So <laughs> I whistled the whole trumpet solo. And the guy running karaoke looked at me and he's like, what the hell is going on? What, what's happening here? <laughs> but uh, I thought it was funny. Um, so so I, that's really all that counts. Is yeah, I'm surprised you didn't do that kind of thing with uh, how you do kind of a muted. Yeah. You kind of do that uh, the muted trumpet. That's another thing that's going on in uh, Steve's mind all the time. It's kind of a yep. muted trumpet. Muted point. trumpet. I'm just playing all the lead parts. By the way, uh, if you play that muted trumpet that I just did um, mm-hmm. there, if you play that, you can match it up to the trumpet solo in Blizzard. I'm sure all of our listeners are going to be A-being that to see oh, if yeah. I was Absolutely. accurate. Yeah. yeah. And I was. So uh, suck it. Yeah. Just, de- just, just deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it, people that took that kind of time out of their day. Um, all right, so I guess next up we have uh, we have we have headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our apologies in advance for the uh, ladies of Buckley. The Supreme Court of Ohio indefinitely suspended a Hamilton, Ohio attorney for repeatedly driving naked and exposing himself to other motorists during an October 2018 traffic stop. Their attorney was charged with public indecency, reckless operation of a vehicle when it was discovered that he was driving nude. Oh, no. What? So, I mean, what does driving nude have to do with uh, reckless operations? Well, um, there's other bits that can get in the way of the pedals, depending on, you know, size. There's also, I mean, there's also the fact that if people are driving by, they're going to be, you know, peering in. And, you know, you do that thing where you where you kind of drift into the car. You could you could cause quite a wreck. Well, I mean, uh, I, I don't know, like your vehicle, is it high above? Are you, do you drive an elevated vehicle? So I don't. Yeah. So, I mean, I had now I had known a man who was a uh, tow truck driver. And so he was always like riding kind of high. He said that he was ashamed to admit at one time in his life that he looked down on ladies in their car. And could you imagine um, and, and he did this with some remorse, I might say. Um, but, uh, he said, uh, can you imagine him just kind of peering over just seeing a naked Steve Dam there um, in his, uh, Honda Accord or he, the, it would be all kinds of regret for, uh, for the, I mean, you know, just, just me sitting there now, if, <clears throat> if I'm driving and for some reason I'm naked, I'm probably going to be covered in like Cheeto dust, um, you know. Uh, have some, have some, uh, Frito scoops. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm still going to be snacking. I'm not going to yeah. let the nudity stop me from snacking. Yeah. For me, it's going to be like, it's going to be tater tot grease. Yeah. 
tater tot yeah. glaze. Yeah, I'm go. gonna have just a bunch of tater tot glaze shame. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm. But I'm not gonna do that. I. I'm. I don't even. I don't. I don't even like to be naked in my house. Yeah, I'm. Uh, so like, okay. So if you're comfortable in your house, like, what is? And you're like not fully clothed. Like, what? What's the low? Lo, the low end in terms of like least amount of clothing that you're comfortable just having on. Oh, like an underpants and a t-shirt, you know, like some boxer briefs and a, and a t-shirt. Yeah. Socks. How about socks? You know, I, I don't, um, I, I'm not really socks. Like I, I would, if I'm wearing, if I'm wearing anything on my feet, it's socks and shoes. Yeah. It's, it's pointed out to me, uh, in, in the last couple of weeks that I wear socks like all the time. Like it's like, so I was thinking, I could probably go without a shirt, but I would probably have socks on. And that is weird. And I think I've always been like that. That you wear socks all the time? Oh, pretty much all the time. A I big, think about all the important times in my life. Do you I wear socks, socks outside the house? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a big pet peeve of mine. If my son or my wife come outside especially when it's been raining when it's a little bit wet outside and they come out in their socks i'm just like what are you doing <laughs> why are you doing just put some shoes there are shoes right by the door just yeah, it's, slip it, them on just slip yeah the shoes i get on. two or three feet outside the house and then i realize it's a bad idea but yeah. i think that and, and i've said this before like there's a couple things that you there's a couple of like things that make sense inside the house that the minute you cross through the threshold of your door, no longer makes sense. And one is like socks on your feet. doesn't stop me from yeah. not doing it. Right. And the other is a bathrobe. Like if once you have that, once you've crossed the front door and you're on the front porch or in the yard and you are in those things, you are an insane person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the the things that are that are acceptable in the in the home um, are, are very wildly from what's acceptable, you know, a foot and a half outside the door. <laughs> true. Yeah, exactly. The attorney uh, pleaded guilty to the charges and was posed uh, uh, June uh, 2020 by the Supreme Court for a two year fully stayed suspension. So n not able to uh, appear. Um, in the uh, Supreme Court of Ohio, the court noted that uh, he has a history of public nudity. Three months after his 2020 suspension, Butler County Bar Association uh, requested an interim remedial suspension on the grounds that he was twice again arrested for nude driving and exposing himself and that he uh, posed a substantial threat of serious harm to the public. Well, I mean, probably. I mean, nobody wants to see it. If I'm laying bets, I'm gonna. I I, I think that they did a they did a good uh, good job here. That's, yeah, uh, I hope he. Ohio uh, uh, some Lieutenant Governor Honey Boo Boo was unavailable <laughs> for comment. Honey Boo Boo, I keep forgetting that Honey Boo Boo was the Lieutenant Governor of Ohio. Yep, but it's a, I love it. It's true. Look it up. Look it up on Wikipedia. All right, uh, listeners. Second story: A Japanese woman living in Belgium has been elected as a mayor of a district in Tokyo after coming into prominence through her online campaigning during the pandemic. Satoko Kishimoto, mm -hmm. 47, who has lived in a Belgian city of Leuven 
with her husband and children for a decade, is now the mayor of the city, a ward of 500,000 people, more than 5,800 miles away from her home. Kishimoto uh, works as a project coordinator for a not-for-profit transnational institute in Amsterdam, but had traveled to Japan to campaign in person in recent weeks. Wow. That's kind of cool to be mayor of a place very, very far away from your home. It kind of is. Now, you know, the the thing is, uh, so just go with me here. Let's say your political, your political system is, well, you have like these, this apparatus that maybe over the last couple of years has kind of thrown choices in front of you that are in the history books just aren't going to look that good. Sure. So over a period of time. So, and it doesn't matter like what part of the political apparatus it's coming from the choices that are being thrown out over time just don't look good. So what if you could go outside your borders and say, there's a guy living in Sweden, for example, that Mm -hmm. would make a great, and you name it, Lieutenant governor. Sure. And you just go outside your state and to say, you're on. Yeah. Go. You're our you're our new uh uh, uh lieutenant governor or vice president. We're outsourcing uh our mayor job to Belgium. Oh, that would be awesome. Can you imagine like what a good deal you'd get? Sure. And 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 then you'd in maybe like how I wonder if they would listen more if you if you like if you'd like, you know, appeared like on Zoom at a like a city council meeting and your mayor like you know, it was in Bangladesh or something. And you're like, I, I, I think, um, I think the street sweeper should be, you know, cleaning the streets more. Well, you, you know, and, and, and it does occur to me that if you are living in Belgium, but you're the mayor of a, a city in it's, it's Japan. Yes. It's in Japan. Yeah. How, there's gotta be an element of, uh, like you're playing a Sims game. Like you're like you're in charge of this whole group of people, but because you don't live there, it doesn't really matter to you, but you're going to, but you're going to see what you can do with it. Right. You're going to see what you can do with this city right. in a world of Warcraft, this, um, or uh, whatever age of empires, this city in Japan. And it, the place might get, the place might be heavily fortified, but not have enough wells. You know, but yeah. I don't, like, what's... you're like, oh, yeah, the, ooh, the happiness level, the happiness bar on this neighborhood is low. Exactly. Exactly. I so we'll have a better garbage service. And then it'll ha- it'll be like every other video game that you play where you um, you get busy and like the, like three or four weeks go by and then you come back to it and you're like, oh, shit. There's gotta, a volcano in the middle of gotta, the city. Yeah, right? what happened? There's a whole the the other city next door just attacked him and took all of their paper. You know, like what happened? Um, but I'm, I, I think that there there might be a a tendency to think that that might happen. But it sounds like they said, you know what? Uh, we have a city of five hundred thousand people, and none of these jokers are good enough to take this job. We're gonna we're gonna grab somebody that's awesome in Belgium. So. <laughs> That's that. I mean, solve, solve your problem the way you need to solve it. That sounds great. So her husband said, uh, Olivier Hordman said the election result had nevertheless, uh, come as a huge surprise 
and that they were not yet committed to actually moving to Japan as their youngest son is still in secondary school. So. Right, right. We don't want to, we don't want to make it uncomfortable for our son and change because <laughs> yeah, these five hundred thousand people are going to have to or uh, be willing to be governed via Zoom because middle school is hard. Well, I mean, I bet there be 500,000 people you could probably raise the taxes enough that you don't have to have the 40 minute buffer on Zoom like you can you you can pay for the plan that allows you to have longer meetings maybe. So we're going to have a break and then we'll send out the link for the next part of this meeting exactly. as uh, we've o- we've only paid for the basic uh, subscription. Exactly. So. Well, only one of you is going to be able to share your screen. So that's the way it's going to work. All right. A supermarket worker who spent $8,500 a year on guzzling 30 cans of Pepsi a day for two decades is dead. He has been cured (laughs) of a soft drink addiction after he was hypnotized. Really? Yes. That is, that is fascinating. Tracy, have you ever seen a hypnotism show? Yes, I have. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was on our fiftieth episode of the uh, fist, That's first right. incarnation That's right. of this show. That's right. The uh, our producer was um, was went under hypnosis. Right. And um, I think uh, it was I, I. Well, I was messing around with it, uh, and uh, I was trying to hypnotize. I think it was Dave, wasn't I? And then uh, some things went wrong. Yeah, some things went wrong. Yeah, yeah it went really wrong. And and to be honest with you, it probably haven't aged well. Yeah, and uh, yeah. nobody will ever hear it because I think we've su- successfully uh, uh, got it off the internet. We purged it. That's right. Yes, it's been purged. Excellent. Um, but I've uh, I wrote about it in my uh, book uh, from on the air to off the grid, which is available on Amazon. And you should pick that book up. Uh, not you, Tracy. I'm talking to the people that are listening. Um, oh, so well, I had it in the cart just a minute ago. So <laughs> great, great. So um, other than that. Have you been to any other hypnosis shows? No, I have not. Okay, no. so um, uh, uh, I think, yeah, it was last week. Um, I had the opportunity to go. Uh, I, I was chaperoning a all-night senior party or something like that for my kid's school. The junior parents do it for the senior parent, whatever. We had to do it. Um, and part of that was there was a um, hypnotist there that brought up mm-hmm. 10 kids. Now, some of them didn't go under. Some of them did. Um, some of them, I wasn't convinced, right? There were there were a couple that, there was one that was up there just farting around, pretending to be and whatever. They weren't causing problems. Um, but one, one of the kids, I think, like, I, actually, like, there were like three of them that I saw that I was like, they really went, they really went under. They... They were really hypnotized by this uh, this person, and as I understand, is like you have to be kind of willing to do it, right? You're not going right. to do anything that you that's against your morals or uh, you know against your own personal ethics or code or whatever. You're not going to do any of that. Um, but I but I was kind of amazed at what I saw. Um, it was pretty. <laughs> It was, it was very interesting. So I'm interested to find out what, what exactly went on with this uh, Pepsi addiction. So it's interesting that Andy Curry, 41, downed a liter of the fizzy drink, now this is Pepsi-Cola, okay. every morning and drank a further 
nine liters every day. Yeah, it's um, got to be terrible for you, man. So is it? Well, I who knows? I mean, uh, <laughs> doctors, doctors know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've heard these stories, but no, I can tell you as somebody who drank uh, just lots of uh, soft drinks like my whole life that I, I probably paid for it one way or another. But um, so this guy has sipped an estimated two hundred nineteen thousand cans of Pepsi, nearly eighteen thousand pounds of sugar. Yeah. Or the equivalent of 7 million sugar cubes uh, oh. since he first started drinking it in his 20s. So it was 21 years. Well, that's that's a lot. Um, science should study that person to see uh, if they can find a cure for diabetes because apparently that's... Oh, yeah. There's there's something going on there. But, uh, you know, there there is something about, though, I don't know what it is, but like fizzy drinks... That is something that like, there's sometimes like I need a fizzy drink and I, it is, it is, I can't describe like what it does to satisfy me. It yeah. is, um, I think probably on the list of addictions, it's probably, uh, probably the more benign, but, uh, definitely like that sensation is, uh, and I tried, I, I tried that nitro Pepsi. Yeah. And it was too smooth. It was like kind of creamy. Yeah. And, it didn't, and I, I wanted that sort of painful, you know, bite. carbon dioxide um, blast that's hit in my throat yeah. all the time. And uh, and it just didn't deliver it. Yeah, it was. I, I tried it as well. Um, I'm like, all right. Um, it's for people that like, you know, flat, <laughs> flat pop. You know, it just it didn't do it for me. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I was very excited uh, to try it, but, uh, but uh, anyway, I went back to, uh, I went back to whatever it is I drink. So he, so no more on the hypnosis, just. Yeah, I don't know. There wasn't more information about that, but he said it was, it was a hypnosis treatment that uh, cured him of it. And of course that's been used for years uh, with like smoking and a lot of other uh, types of, uh, therapies to stop, uh, certain types of habits. So, um, I don't know. I'll, 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 there's anything more to that story that comes out. And it was, uh, I looked for this, uh, for more information on it, but people really were more focused on like the, the crazy addiction and less about the cure, which is, uh, it's kind of interesting. Like I understand he drank all that Pepsi, but like, how did hypnosis get him to stop? Right. That's also kind of interesting. And it was like, kind of, but, uh, instead we got all the math on like, what it consumed for 21 years. Okay. So. I'm going to have to look into it or that now that's your job. You got to go. Yeah. I'll get, yeah, I'll get the news desk. Uh, I'll, I'm, I'll outsource that to someone in Belgium. I appreciate that. All right. Our fourth story, uh, Alexa might one day be able to speak to you in the voice of a deceased friend, family, or loved one. This creepy feature is currently being tested by Amazon. Uh, could your Alexa soon host the voice of a deceased family member? Uh, that's according to, uh, recent reports that detailed this feature, uh, during a conference in Las Vegas, uh, that touted as a way to make memories last. Now the goal said Amazon senior vice president, uh, is to make memories last after so that many of us who have lost someone we love, perhaps even during the pandemic, uh, may be able to be comforted by being able to 
uh, have things like uh, read them a story. So the, they talked about uh, one uh, video segment that they had talking about this feature, portraying a child who asks Amazon's, uh, 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 I don't want to say the name of it. I think I already did Alexa. Od- Odessa. Yeah, yeah, I, Odessa. I always, yeah. I, I, I always yeah, call it Odessa when I don't want it to activate. That's uh, that's actually good. Grandma can uh, Grandma can finish reading me the Wizard of Oz, and so uh, before the uh, AI assistant affirms the command and changes her voice to uh, match Grandma's. Wow! So yeah, nobody is going to have Odessa do my voice for them. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that 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 when I'm gone, I'm gone. It's not going to happen. Yeah, you know what I do? I'm going to I'm going to be like, "Hey, uh, Odessa, uh, read me uh, the newspaper today in uh, John Tortello's voice." There you go. That's what you're going to be able to. You will because you'll have all these recorded. You'll be able to train Odessa to talk like me with uh, complete with all my weird little Bob Newhart fumbles and all all, all my glory. You'll be able to have that, me stumble through the end of the Wizard of Oz. Um, so, I, I'm going to probably do uh, uh, what was the book I was talking about? I just downloaded just before. <laughs> it was like out of the blue. It was like Henry Fonda was in it. It was uh, the Grapes of Wrath. Anyway. Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, the idea is that after listening to someone's voice for less than a minute, Odessa would be able to simulate that voice when speaking. Well, we'll be trying that out at our house. Um, that'll be like creepy as hell. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> Eventually, it's going to be creepy as hell. Um, yeah, there's going to be uh, people yeah. that that follow other people around trying to get them to talk into Odessa so that they can have that person's voice. It's going to be a weird stalker thing where they, yeah, like yep. I'm going to have uh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to have Tom Cruise. Uh, sing me. I'm I'm gonna have them read me something that I wrote for them to say to me, <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be hot as hell. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Yeah, I want uh, uh, yeah, 1960 or an early, let's see, mid 70s era Jessica Lang. There you go. Um, I want her to say some things to me. <laughs> you so. want like driving Miss Daisy Jessica Tandy, <laughs> Yell, yelling at you everything from the back seat. That this, this, I think I see a lot of things that could be really, really amazing. That you could get a get a certain persona to just say things to you. The you you have um, what's the guy's name that does the let's get ready to yeah, that, that, oh that, yes yes yeah. uh, um, was it uh, bu- uh, buffer what was yeah the, Michael Buffer Michael Buffer yeah. yeah so you have you have him do his thing for the minute that he does and then everything. Like Odessa's reading you, you know, how to make, uh, you know, borscht. (laughs) Let's get ready to cut some onions. Get out the beets. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, beets from around the world. (laughs) Anyway, that's the news, Steve. All right. Well, uh, I think it was a successful night. Um, we're, we're and, and morning for Steve or for Dave, excuse me. Yes, yes, we it, it's nice to have him just drop in the middle of the show. Um, uh, not when not on time, but that's okay. 
I mean, it was great. It was great to have him in. And it uh, sounds like he got his uh, his phone working and we're going to hear from him from uh, from Poland next time. Oh, that's uh, going to be wonderful. So this is an international show now. Whoop, whoop. Um, I don't know why I did that. But uh, so uh, for so I, I might be going to Canada. Um, uh, uh, so maybe uh, I'll uh, maybe I'll call into the show from Canada. Oh, OK. So but, um, it, it might be uh, next. one. This would be truly an international show. So, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be. Okay. Very We've had guests from Canada. So and we have listeners from Canada. So that's true. And from, you know, the the UK. They're the ones that are hunting Never that, heard um, of it. Uh, that uh, uh, Billy Bob's country swing machine. Oh, uh, yes. Jimbo, Jimbo Billy Bob's. Um, so do you have anything else to uh, add before we go? I sure don't. Yep. All right. Well, neither do I. So for Dave, who is out, um, but in Sweden and kind of here, uh, for Tracy <laughs> and myself, Steve, uh, we will catch you next time on the Dave and Steve show with Tracy. <laughs> <laughs>